Hello, fam. Welcome to Breaking Bread. My name is Mo. We also have Karen, Israel, and Joel joining us. Everyone say hi. Hey, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) Um, So, Breaking Bread. Why Breaking Bread? What is this about? What is the point of this podcast, fam? Okay. um, Breaking Bread, well, I just thought about how Jesus also, you know, ate with sinners. He could have him being as holy as he is he could have just been catering to the church right or speaking to the church but he sat with everybody and ate food and dinner with everybody so that's kind of the idea with this podcast is that we we don't only want to like cater to um believers and christians that already know like church lingo or you know that word like what is it um christianese christianese (laughs) um but you know, for non-believers so that, you know, that gap is filled and that they can truly understand Jesus and the gospel um, without all the church jargon. <laughs> Come on, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, breaking bread. Come on. What about you, Joel? Um, like what Karen was saying, I when she sent, um, like, oh, what name should we be? Like, what name should it be? Um, Karen said breaking the bread and immediately what thought what came to my head was when Jesus broke the bread with his disciples and when he broke bread with like the tax collectors and everybody like who was basically like looked down on by a society. He was the one who was eating with them. And I feel like that's what we want to do today. Like, like how Karen was saying that we just want to cater to everybody, not just a church, not just a group of people, but everyone. So yeah, that's what I just feel like it was on my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was a little bit different. Mine was like, um, you know, when you go out with your friends, you just go eat. You're not like putting up a front, you know, like you're, just being there with each other, listening to whatever they have to say. And they're more like ready to receive something instead of just like ignoring what the other people are saying. So um, at first I'm like, oh, I was kind of iffy. But after that, I'm like, actually it has a meaning. It's it's more like uh, we're here to talk with each other, but not just among us, just to share what we have, what the ideas of God, whatever God has um, placed in our hearts to share to other people. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, we're just here to build relationship with y'all and to encourage y'all to build relationship with God and just to tear down the holier-than-thou looks and just feelings that come sometimes um, with Christians. So, yeah, like, we're all sinners. Come on. But, like, the difference is just, like, Jesus. Like, he makes all the difference for us as sinners. So, yeah. Uh, So today, y'all, we're just going to share our testimonies so y'all can know where we come from. Um, a little bit about us and so yeah like we're excited to just share our stories with y'all it's me first (laughs) i was waiting for everyone sorry fam (laughs) um so hello so first of all my real name's moriana i feel like i have to say that my real name's moriana but literally everybody and they mama call me mo so i'm mo um money Mo Money, that's my rapper name. Y'all wasn't supposed to say that, but it is. Follow me on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, SoundCloud, <laughs> stop. Okay, so um, let's see. So my background is I grew up with just my mom, my single mom, and with my four other siblings. Um, I actually have a total of, I feel like I'm getting on a tangent. Let me try that again. I was like, I'm about to tell my whole, my family history. Just kidding. So, um. Yeah, so I grew up with a single mom and four other siblings. It was hard. My dad was absent, you know, but I just craved craved and just desired that relationship with him so bad. 
Um, so growing up, it was just a lot of crying for me. I was just a very sensitive child. And I just, yeah, I just remember crying a lot because like, I was like, oh my God, my dad's not here. What was Mo? And so, yeah. Um, then like middle school passed and still the same thing. High school came. Um, and then my dad actually ended up going to prison. So that was like even more depressing. And he was in prison for about two years. But during that time, um, I truly found God because I was just in my lowest place. And I was honestly contemplating suicide. Um, and in my moment where I was just like, dang, like I should probably just end it all because I just felt so overwhelmed. And like the weight of the world is just heavy. It's like truly heavy. And God just called me. He really just called me out and he encouraged me to pray like I just heard him say pray and I'm like okay like I don't even know and so my prayer was super simple just like hey like God if you're real like I'm gonna need you to show up like I'm gonna need you to help me out because I don't know what I'm doing but I would like to get to know you more and so yeah so literally a couple days later like my friend Mariah um, invited me to youth group had no idea what youth group was y'all I was like young people yay party <laughs> and yeah, so but it. when I went it was actually bible study but I was so juiced like I just felt so fulfilled and so full and that's when I knew like God you're real like you're not just some spirit in the sky or some being but you truly do care about us so yeah so that's my that's my testimony so been with Jesus ever since I just have a question for you. Um, mm -hmm. How can your past help you or how can you say to other people that are struggling like the same thing you're just going through? Mm -hmm. How can you say that your past helped you to become the person that you are right now? Okay, well, it just makes me question like who was I in the past? In the past, I was very fragile. Like I was very sensitive about things. Um, I had such a huge lack of identity. And so a lot of times like I was just seeking male attention like all the time and it was just so unhealthy. Um, and so now being in Christ and just coming to Jesus, like he's just given me this confidence and I just, I have this security in who I am to where I don't seek after male attention anymore. So that's great. And obviously the big whammy was suicide. And so with that, uh, Jesus gives life. And so I just really feel like I understand the importance of life and I got to find my purpose. Um, and obviously like, I feel like we talk about purpose a lot, but it's not just about purpose, but it's like, I understand that this heartbeat is for a reason. Like, right, and I'm yeah. here, like yeah. what I'm here for a reason, like, and people need me, like people need Mo. And I truly believe that. So yeah. So that's my encouragement to y'all. Like, don't feel like you don't make a difference in this world. Cause you do like whether people acknowledge that you do or you don't like you truly do. So yeah. yeah shout out to those that are, can relate to your testimony because mm. they can see that um there's still hope and we should just continue and uh you know there's there's hope at the end of the tunnel amen yeah and also just that you know god created each and every one of us with purpose inside of us we're not just here to be here and go through the motions you know he yeah, definitely he thought us out when he was creating us and there's purpose in every detail of each and every one of us yeah so I w that was a really beautiful testimony, Mo. Like that was I. I know that really touched a lot of people that are listening right now. So now it's my turn to tell my testimony, and this is my actually my first time telling my testimony to anybody. So this is like a really like this is a milestone for me, like getting my getting my story out there and allowing my story to help other people. So if you don't know me, I grew up in the church. I didn't really believe in God. I like 
just thought there was some person in the sky, but I was like, is he really there? Is he really not? That was really my my like my view of who God was. And as a kid, I was super quiet. My mom raised us to um, not speak out, to be quiet. And so that's how I was like throughout my life. I would be always be quiet. I would always be shy. And that led me to get bullied in school. That led me to like to have super tons of insecurities, tons of insecurities about myself. I didn't think I had a voice. I would always stay quiet when people would like call me names. I would never speak out when people would push me, when people would like stick um, gum in my hair. I wouldn't. Damn. That's... Yeah. So I'm about to cry right now. But um, yeah. So like, <laughs> dang, this, yeah, this is really. Um, yeah. So basically, I went through a lot of rejection, a lot of um, hate towards like like myself and my identity because I at the time I didn't have one. Uh, my identity was found in what people thought I was, which was ugly, yeah. uh, alone, <laughs> depressed, um, no friends, nobody loved me. So that's what that was what I found myself in. And I hated myself. I hated the way I looked. I Every single time, I, I wouldn't want to look in the mirror because all of those voices that people would tell me, you're ugly, you're, your ears are too big, like those voices, every single time I looked in the mirror, those voices would come out and be like, you're worthless. You know what? You just died today and nobody would care. So, yeah, that's what. Um, so, like, I at the age of 14, I began to just every single day was a reminder that I was worthless, that um, that if I just ended that, if I just ended my life that day, like my parents would just go on with their day. Like if I just ended my life, I had no friends. So what would I want to live for? So at the age of 14, I like I just wanted to take my life. And at the time I went to I was 14 years of age and we had a youth group. It was uh, I don't know what the youth group was called. It was actually I think it was my first time going there and it was an event. It was called Unstoppable Love. And I remember going to the front broken, lost, just so alone. And I was like, why am I even here? Like, God's not real. God's not God doesn't love me. Nobody loves me. So I was just sitting there and I don't know, but my relationship with my parents wasn't really that close. They were, um, we were going through like an emotional, um, like we, our finances were really down and my dad was always at work. My mom was always selling her jewelry just to allow us to have food and she would always be stressed out. So she wouldn't have time to like talk to me or like ask me how I was doing. So that just led to a lot of like distancing, a lot of distancing. I feel like nobody was there for me. I felt like I was by myself, alone in my thoughts, in my room. So that's what it was. So basically in that event called Unstoppable Love, I think I went on a tangent. But that event called Unstoppable Love, I, I sat there and I asked God, if you love me, if there is somebody up there, if you do truly love me, I want to feel it. And that question, like truly, it changed my life. It shifted my life like forever. And in that moment, I just felt like he was telling me, I love you. When nobody, when nobody was there, I was there in that room that that you thought that you were alone and you thought that you want to end your life. I had a plan for your life. I had a yeah. purpose for your life, and I just like I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt the t the touch of God, and in that moment, I just broke down. I was crying for like hours. Like the like the I felt like the presence of God was was there even when I left the building. It was crazy, and then from that moment on, I was like I was um, 15 years old. And I decided 15 and a half and I decided to get baptized because I, I decided I was starting to read the Bible. I was starting to give my life to Jesus. 
So I was like, might as well get might as well get baptized and just mark this as a as a milestone in my life, getting baptized. So I baptized myself. I think I was a freshman or sophomore in high school and I heard about the Jesus Club and as soon as I got baptized, I was like, you know what, maybe like maybe I should talk to people about who Jesus is. Maybe I should reach my high school. So it wasn't until my junior year that I actually um that I actually started reaching kids in high schools. It was it was called the Christian Club, but my senior year I changed it to the Jesus Club because I feel like that's what God was doing there. No, um how can you, what if like if someone was to come up to you and say how how were you able to uh try Jesus, you know, because you said that you were um you grew up in church. Yeah. But you went through like all these feelings, knowing that there's a God and there's a Jesus. So, if a non-believer, if someone that doesn't believe in God, how can you tell them that, you know, yeah, I I went to church, but um, I have to I have I had to do this in order for it to like for God to speak to me. How can you tell someone that? So at that point, I realized that nothing would do but Him. I felt like I realized that I've. Like, nothing else made me happy at the moment. I felt like, you know, I was going to end it all. And when I ended it all, where were I, where was I going to go? That was my big question. Yeah. And that's what really brought to me, like, wait, I want to know where I'm going to go when I die. And if I do end up taking my life, am I going to go to hell or am I going to go to heaven? And that made me, like, realize maybe I want to get to know this God. I want to get to know yeah. if he is real, if there is a heaven, I want to get to know him. And I want to fall in love with him. That's what. Yeah, I, I mean, recommend. it's just that it's sometimes um, how can we turn away from a God, from someone that gave everything yeah. for us? You know, like it's it's amazing how we always go after other things before Jesus. We always try like um, there's it's a part in the story in, in the Bible that says that the woman tried everything and like the last hope was it was Jesus. Praise God, man. God is good. That was hard. That is good. That was hard. That's good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no that's good though because there's freedom in that and yeah. you speaking that out so yeah, yeah thank you Lord. um so i'm karen um i grew up with both my parents i have two other amazing sisters um at the same time though i also grew up in the church in the pentecostal church so um i was very much exposed to the whole scene of like um you know, like people falling on the floor. Um, <laughs> there was a big presence of like guidelines, like long skirts, veils, the whole thing. Um, but my mom was pretty much the head in our household of like faith. My dad wasn't a believer. Um, he still isn't. Um, so she was kind of the one that guided us all in that. Um, and thank God for that, because I don't know where I would be if my mom didn't keep us accountable. But um yeah, so I grew up in the church, and then fast forward to when I was 10 years old, that's when my dad left. Um, he kind of just left because he was very, I don't know, I guess, um, stressed. We had lost the house during the recession, so I feel like that was a huge weight on him. But um, he left to Mexico knowing that um, he wasn't able to come back um, just, out of, just out of nowhere. Um, and that was kind of the big turning point of, like, what would set the – I guess, like, the path for how I would act, you yeah. know, in the future. Um, but, yeah, so he left, and that was really hard on all of us. Obviously, my mom became um, a single mom, 
And because of my dad leaving, I just became very angry and rebellious. And it was a bad combination with me going into middle school because that's when I was really getting into trouble and just acting out. Um, and yeah, so then after, um, you know, after I got into a lot of trouble, um, I went to, you know, those infamous youth camps. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of 10 year olds go to, um, so I went to one of those and, um, the, I just had a really, um, deep encounter of healing with the Lord. Um, I mean, my dad had just like, it was very fresh when he left, so, God really did a lot of healing in that youth camp. And then I decided to get baptized. Um, but thinking about it now, when I decided to get baptized, then like it was more because, you know, I chose to want to want to get baptized because of the encounter I had, but not because like I understood salvation and what it is to have faith, yeah. you know, and, and realizing that like, Oh, like you have to deny yourself and yeah, actually people that just, yeah it's more it was more like an experience thing than actually like dang like i gotta give my life to god right so so i mean i'm so grateful for the that encounter you know um because it was also a big milestone but also like my idea of salvation would go on to be very distorted very works-based because i didn't have the right idea of it you know know? Yeah. yeah yeah so um that's when i um started learning how to play the drums for the church that we had moved to and oh, um, let's go we have drum right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um and drum i mean i i loved playing the drums but at this point it was really something that provided discipline and kept me out of trouble you know because practices and all this stuff but um at the same time it acted as like a ministry at the church that was starting um so i started to play the drums and um I continued in this in this ministry for a long time up until like my sophomore year of high school. Um, I was playing. I was playing the drums and just ve- very involved, like in youth and in certain activities and whatnot. Um, and then um, sophomore year, I kind of had like an existential crisis. Like, why am I here? Like referring to like the church, not life. Right. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? Because like I did grow up in this. So. I was like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's yeah. next? Right. In the ministry or and yeah. doing things at church. Um, and I just started to question things and just like the system that was that church that I didn't really agree with when it came down to like, just, um, you know, just like religion that can spring up a lot. And, and yeah, yeah I mean, we all understand like, like people just, um, put their own beliefs, not what mm. the Bible says. Yeah. And so, um, I just started analyzing everything and like, why I was doing what I was doing, why, why, you know, this box that I had been in of church for so long, like, why was I actually, um, pursuing this? And at the same time, up until that point, I had been very dedicated to playing soccer too. So it was like nearing the point in high school where I had to start, you know, applying for scholarships and trying to get recruited somewhere. And so when that process started, it was kind of frowned upon because there was a big presence in that place of like, um, um, anything like achieving anything outside of like a ministry that's mm. not church is bad, you know. Like yeah. that's what I felt a like. A lot of people, oh, like sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Go there, ahead. There is other people, like especially. I feel like wait, even my parents were like that. They mm. they were like, no, you have you have to focus on like 
Christ, like everything that's related to church, that's that's the way you that's the way to go. Should I do it or should I not? Because yeah, you no, know, I want to do it. I think it's 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 safe for me to like do it. But other people are like, no, it's just is it the Ellen, you know, like yeah, that's funny. It's like yeah. it's like from the world, right? Yeah, like, exactly. oh, can I add something? Yeah. yeah. One another thing that I was thinking though is I feel like a lot of that be, like things outside of the church being frowned upon mm. comes from. And I'm nobody get offended, please. But like from the older generations, because yes. I think yeah. more than anything, they're just scared because they're like, oh, my God, like if they're not doing things in the church, like if what they're supposed to do, like their purpose isn't in the church, like they're going to go to the world. So it's yeah. like, they call like it a no. distraction. Yeah. yeah, a distraction. Yeah. 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 And so that there we go. Like, so that was very hard for me to accept, you know, someone that this kid that's super excited trying to go to college and play soccer. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how is oh, this like go. worldly? Like, how is this a sin? You know what I mean? And, and so that was kind of like a big like presence there. And so that kind of like accumulated into me not feeling supported by my, you know, the people that said they were super close to me, you know, and in spirit and, um, and that supported me. Um, and so I became very like resentful towards the church. Yeah. And a lot of times I think when, um, I know you said you grew up in the church, Izzy. Yeah. yeah I, I think a lot of times we can get mixed up like, oh, I'm resentful with the church. That means God too, even though it's separate. So at the same time, I be also became just very angry and resentful towards God. Um, even though my problem wasn't with God. Um, it tends to happen. Like if, if something happens at church, God has to take the blame for some reason. Like, mm. I mean, it's just it, the people inside the church is not. I mean, it should be Christ, but the, sometimes we just blame God for everything, and it's, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, because sometimes our view of God is based off of other people. Correct. Yeah, like, that's good. Yes, like cool. that. Yeah. Like maybe our dad wasn't present. Maybe we think that God won't be present. Correct. Mm. Yes. So our experiences shouldn't be the like the face of god or what he is because that isn't what god is so that's what i wanted to say and yeah. you know i was getting to that because that makes me think of like are we you know as as kids or even like youth now are they really being taught that your relationship from god is independent from Correct. like yes. you attending every sunday and having this perfect attendance but like just because you know if you don't attend one sunday like your relationship with god is still there like it doesn't just disappear Correct. you know god still loves you but um yeah, and so I ended up leaving the church in that anger and resentment. I just went through this, like, rebellious stage. Shout out Momo because she was with me through it all, just, like, <laughs> hearing me out. <laughs> um, I really feel like she was the only one that was just, like, listening, like, okay, Karen, I'll pray for you. <laughs> um, but so I left the church, and I continued on to high school. Um, I ended up pursuing soccer full-on and, and went to college for it. Um, and then I kind of was a wild child out there. <laughs> um, a wild child. Yeah. Explain that, explain that please. <laughs> yeah. Just I just had to throw it out because I just think it's so funny. Like, oh, like I can do my own path without God and not think about that. I'm just like, how silly is that? You know, what? it was just so yeah. silly. Um, and so let's see. Yeah. So I was out there doing my thing. Um, and then fast forward to like the end of my first year. So, like, mind you, at this point, I was just like, you know, quote unquote, what do they call it? Living my best life. Like, oh, I'm good without God. Nothing's happened to me yet. Right. I'm good. So fast forward towards the end of my like first year there, I was dating this guy and he would always talk about God and it would bother me, you know, oh. like. Oh. And I was like so triggered all the time because I didn't want anything to do with God. And I'm like, this dude just bringing up God. Like. Right. And so Thank he didn't. Jesus. 
<laughs> yeah. No, honestly, yeah. And what was funny is that think about it now, like so he he didn't believe in like the same God that I serve now, but God still used, you know, my ungodliness in that relationship to be like, hey, like I'm present, like I I exist, you I'm know. Still here, you know. Yeah, even even if that dude, you know, but <laughs> shout out to that dude. Shout out to that dude. <laughs> that no, dude. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, God uses anything. Um, he's Anyone. so faithful at. <laughs> <laughs> well like, that relationship you know because yeah. even that relationship like i was not supposed to be up in that thing but <laughs> god still used it <laughs> he's so faithful um and so yeah Guys, so please choose your uh significant other wisely thank you yeah <laughs> no, yeah pray pray about pray about that one <laughs> um yeah and so thank god for that he just i just felt like he just continued to knock on the door through that um relationship despite how you know not jesus like it was um and so my second year i went back my second year there and um i had at that point when i went back i was in a really dark place um i was just very lost in my identity and a lot of it had to do with because i had rooted a lot of my identity in that relationship and that person um and so what made it worse is that um we, we did long distance. So his absence, oh. I was like, man, like I'm just lost. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times, like as girls, we just get so caught up in relationships and just like lose ourselves. And it sounds cliche, but I mean, it's cliche for a reason, right? Like, um, so I was at that point and I was just super lost. I was kind of just going through motions, you know, doing the soccer thing and stuff, but just very like, just not just at a low place. Um, and so this low point, like, it kind of, it was a huge buildup and I ended up cheating on him. I'm not saying like, oh, it happened to me, but I ended up cheating on him. And, um, I wasn't going to mention this, but I feel like the Lord put this because I feel like it's like a perspective that not many people talk about because of so much shame that's in it. Um, but you know, the, the people that do the deed, like it's a whole nother perspective and a whole nother set of like, it's a whole other game. You know what I mean? And, and so anyways, for the sake of like that, we don't talk about it enough and and why we end up deciding the things that we do right um so that kind of just put me in a deeper hole um just like i was just just drowning in shame um and so as you can guess the the breakup was pretty rough um because of just like the bad state that i was in um and so at that point like i felt like i couldn't talk to anyone about it um and again i still wasn't like seeking God or going to God about anything. Right. So I just felt super alone. I I was like, dang, people are going to be like this girl. Right. So I had no other option. Like I really just like, just like, you know, the famous getting on your knees and (laughs) well, yeah, you know, cause you know, it's that point. (laughs) It's that point where you're like, dang God, like now I have to, you know, like you're the only one that I can, he was really the only one that I can turn to. And I knew that I wasn't going to feel condemned you know, or, or just like, oh, this person's ashamed of me and they just think I'm like disgusting. And so, yeah, um, it was a lot of months of just like, um, seeking him and, and just like breaking down before him. Cause it had been since like my sophomore year that I hadn't seeked him out. And I don't want to say, oh, I, I had never cried from that point <laughs> to now to that point. But, um, as far as like breaking down before the Lord, um, and so, yeah, so I, you know, I just continue to seek him and, um, that I feel like that was a huge turning point because at that point, like, um, 
I feel like that was the true point where I understood salvation and I understood um, faith and I was able to look back at everything that happened and just seeing his faithfulness and that I can that I can go to him and that if I have faith in him and believe that he's the only one that can save because he is, you know, he's the only one that can free us of all the shame that, you know, that that we can hold on to sometimes. And you like you name it, whatever it is with your story, like we can come to him. You know, if we if we believe, though, like we yeah, have to believe. Yeah, right. That's key, yeah. yeah, that's the key is is believing in him. And at that point, I mean, that that was really like like, dang God, like I surrender. Like I have, you know, I, you're the only thing that's like you said, that's going to do. Um, and that's when I really understood, like, it's not anything I do. I mean, it can't be anything I do, especially because I just cheated. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) if it was, then salvation wouldn't be a thing. Um, and what's crazy is that I felt more saved, quote unquote saved at that point than when I chose to get baptized when I was like 10. And, and this was like, it's going to be two years ago now that this happened. And I, and I was like, God, like I'm dropping everything. Yeah, no, this is recent. I think what makes it feel longer is that I grew up in the church, you know? So I played the part. I kind of like, you know, like I've been studying the Bible and whatnot, but it's a whole different thing when you like, when, when you truly understand it and you're like, Oh, I know what salvation is, you know? I think it's funny how, uh, us that we grew up in church, we we know that he's the answer. We know that everything, he can transform us to everything, right? But we always try to, like, everything else except him. Yeah. It's just like we grew up learning that God is the answer. And we're like, yeah, we God is the answer. But in, like, the moment where you are tested, we're like, uh, maybe he's not the answer. Maybe, uh, like, you like a significant other or... Maybe somebody else, like a friendship or, yeah. or a job or something. We always choose other people or things before God. And I'm just like, I don't know why we just tend yeah, to. Yeah, it's ironic, right? Yeah. It's just and like, I just want to add, because I feel like it's not just the people who grew up in church, though. Because, I mean, regardless of whether we admit it or not, I feel like we all have, like, an inkling of, yeah. like, you yeah. know, God's real. Like, even mm. if we don't say it out loud, like, you just feel it. Like, it's just literally we're wired for it. Mm. And so, Yeah. Like, but we still were just like, mm, like, we're like, no, like, I kind of don't want to try God. But I also feel like the struggle of just not trying God is because there's always like, I know I'm going to have to surrender and I know I'm going to have to bow down. That's a way. And it's yeah. like, you need to humble yourself. And that's yeah. hard for us. Like, that's so hard yeah. for us as the Holy Spirit. That's so hard for us as human because it's like, I need to lay my pride aside and literally say, God, I can't do it. But yeah. we want to be able to do it on our own so bad. Mm. But God, he's just so gracious and so loving. And he's like, you know, I'm not here to condem- condemn condemn you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm really here to help. Like, I'm really here. I'm for you. Like, I'm not against you. Right. But it's just hard for us to, like, really take that in sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing how, like, um, I've known Joel Mo. Uh, uh, just met Karen not, long, not that long ago, but like a day ago, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> no, but uh, what I'm trying to say is that how it's 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 amazing how God works in different ways. You know, um, we went through different situations, but at the end of the day, we are here, yeah, trying to preach, trying to share our stories, and um, how I mean, we can even help you guys have uh, questions, or you guys are able to reach. 
Yeah. Um, and just, you know, ask away. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's my turn. Yes. Um, unless you're fin- you're not finished. Oh, no, I'm finished. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so no, you can go. Yeah, you can go kiss, ahead. Kiss, kiss. It's a moment to shine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, mine is kind of like Karen's, you know. Um, I was born into a Pentecostal. Uh, you know, my dad is strict till this point. Um, my dad is, uh, so he studied at, uh, theology in Mexico. So he's just, you know, like, if you want to answer back, you get the backhand. Nah, I'm just kidding. But no, but <laughs> it's... not kidding. Not kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, uh, so I, I grew up, you know, like, um, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. And I tell my parents nowadays that um, when you, like, tell other people you can't do this, that's when you actually want to do it. I, I was just like, why not? I, I mean, I want to live it. I want to know the reason why. Um, so basically, I grew up in church. Um, I love going to church. I I went to, I was kind of like the top kid of my class and everything, you know. I learned the Bible verses. Uh, I used to go up and, you know, perform or uh, say a poem or whatever. I was just really passionate. It came up to where I was 12 or yeah, going from elementary school, no, yeah, middle school actually, where I, um, I went to Hellview, oh, here in Pittsburgh. I thought you said Hellview no, for a second. I was like, dun, dun. he's like no, literally. No, <laughs> just well, I mean, so I I got introduced into actually my sister was the one introduced me into the, like the whole gang life. So um, shout out to my sister. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's just like kidding. shout out to the gang. <laughs> kidding so yeah so it's sixth grade um i was i was a nerd back then i was really into school too uh straight a's and all that it was kind of a competition between my sister and i like who gets straight a's and all that who got the like better gpa so um i went to like sixth grade and then i got into a whole different atmosphere you know the things that my dad would tell me don't do this or do that um it was presenting uh, like opportunity for me to, like try it out you know mm-hmm. so the thing that um actually got me hooked was the girls once you got like get into a gang or start talking or getting in a circle with friends that you know are known for bad you know a bad uh rep um the girls just come up to you easily so i was like oh this is my life this this is the life you know like the where life. was i living at before mm-hmm. and um now nah, so i just started getting into it um, one thing I didn't like is just, uh, even it's ironic, is a lot of violence. It just, it was just a lot of people getting beat up, um, and I was, just, I was scared. But that scaredness motivated me to keep going, like how to know, learn how to fight, you know. Mm-hmm. And just something happened. Um, so my friends and I we were just like, what if we just start like our own little clique, and to get it initiated like always you got to get jumped i was the first one to like say okay let's do it because i just want to get over with um when i was just getting beat up i was just like oh is this the life or should i just quit but um i was just like nah because this is my family and the thing is that i was like the special kid like the for before that um it was just my older sister and myself so I had all the attention, right, from my parents, from my grandparents. Like, I was like, um, you know, people would just spoil me, right? And then my uh, younger sister was born, and all that attention just went away. Mm. 
And because of that, I was just seeking that attention that I used to have in other people. And my friends, so like, quote unquote, like friends were um, the ones that were kind of giving me that love that I feel like I was needing. And that's why I just, another reason why I just, um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Would you say that you were also seeking family? Because it also sounds like that, like all that. Yeah, Not just I mean, attention, but it's like your family kind of got taken away, quote Correct, unquote, yes, because, I mean, we family. called each other family. We call each other family, like we were a family. So um, it's just that between um, sixth grade to uh, um, my junior year of high school, that, that those years were like, I mean, I I, I, I have to like shout out to my parents because they, they went through a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that was just like my family were gone, so I had to replace them. And like, I, that's how I saw the things, mm-hmm. even though my parents were still there. Um, so... My dad had a, um, a job offer in Texas, so we had to move to Texas. And I feel like my dad took that because he wanted me to like, stop hanging out with my friends, mm-hmm. start all over again. So we moved to Texas, right? Um, so ironically, just the where he went, the that place shut down, so like he got laid off, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my aunt from Tucson was like, oh, they're hiring over here. So we moved to Arizona now. And the thing is that over there, um, there was a lot of people that where I used to affiliate with. like, So I felt like home. I was like, oh, yes, I just want to stay here. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't have to hide. Because back here, there's you know a lot of uh, different cliques. And over there, it was just one, like, the same thing, right? I just don't want to say that the wow well, was uh, affiliated with. But um, but over there was just like I feel like oh yeah I don't have to hide um, that we all like repping the same thing and um, and because I I was bullied and I was victim of uh, racism that's why I was like I was learning how to hate white people because mm-hmm. um, I was just like this is my family so you know like we were all Latinos and we were just like learning how to hate on or just steal or commit crime against uh, white people because they were like the problem of the system. So we thought, um, so we were like, okay, my parents were like, okay, we're going to definitely stay here in um, Arizona, Tucson. So he was like, we have to go back to California, sell like all the things that we had so we can go back. Um, So we came over here and mind that all my family, it's, it's here, like, all my family, it's from California. We only had uh, like family that I've never seen, never heard or <laughs> knew about, and that was from my dad's side. Uh, and my mom was like, you know what? I think we should stay here in California and uh, all this thing. And I'm like, yes, because I, um, I started seeing my other friends. So I started going to Pitt, um, and it was just a whole different atmosphere. Because over there, I was in middle school in eighth grade in Arizona, and since over there you have to hide, um, over here you had to be careful on the colors you were flying because you were getting checked. Because mm-hmm. here in Pitt, since it was open campus, people from not school were going to the campus and just pick fights, and it was just a whole different like scenario that I haven't thought about. And I was, it kind of it was kind of scary, but um, when I saw my friends from back from middle school. It was a group of like I would say like twenty people, so I was like, yeah, I feel like if something happens, they have my back. So I started going back into that um, 
But mind that while all this happened, I was still going to church. I was I was serving uh, music. Um, I, I was playing drums. And something like Karen was saying, something that helped me was practice. I couldn't go to parties or, you know, do certain things because of practice. Mm. So that helped me stay in, in church. Otherwise, I feel like I would have just left church. Um, so all this thing happened. Um, and it was just crazy. I don't know if uh, people that are listening that back in the, well, I would say 2008, 2011, um, open campus was just crazy. Um, the the rumbles that were uh, like having almost every weekend. Um, and one time, uh, Samoans and some African-Americans and some Latinos got together and they were trying to beat, up, like, beat us up, right? We had to flee. We had to run like ran away from the school because we were getting chased off. So I was just like, God. And every time this happened, I, I was just, I used to pray and be like, God, if if you let me live or help me get out of this situation, I'm gonna serve you. I'm gonna <laughs> do this. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. And it happened. And once we were like, like safe, um, we were like, okay, I, I I think I can go back to like how it was. Everything was going right. Um. So I wasn't going to school. I mean, I'll, my mom would drop me off, and we would just skip school, like, every single day. Because we, we were kind of, like, I was afraid because we were getting targeted, like, all, all the time. Uh, one time, like, the, the teachers had to, you know, hide us from the other people that were looking for, out for us oh. in a classroom. Um, and they knew, like, they, were, they used to talk to us, and they were like, you guys should just choose... Um, your friends more carefully because this is not the life. This is not a life we, when you have to hide from, um, you know, like this is just your education is just going to the trash. You guys are just like choose your friends carefully. And when you're like that situation, you're like, nah, we just want to party. We just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. So going forward, um, uh, the my friends that I used to have, for some reason, they just started like disappearing. They got transferred to other to other schools. They they um, like people got deported. Uh, it was just going crazy, and it was just um, basically like the the more reckless got were not there any longer. So the rest of us, we just decided, you know what? I think we just gonna call it quits. We're not gonna keep going this. We actually wanna do something, try something else, right? So um, all this, while all this happened, I was in, like going to church, like I said, and um, I was just like, God, I mean, I've, I had this passion before in serving you. I still have it, but I feel like this is not enough. You know, like, you have to give me something. Um, so when we started, like, doing all this gang life, um, uh, my senior year, I, I was just like, God, I'm going to change. I'm going to stop all that. Uh, I'm not going to wear, like, baggy pants my, like, extra large uh, T-shirts and all that. So, um, I have pictures. I have yes, pictures. bring out the pictures. I have pictures, I right? Um, and and it's just, uh, we all just decided to, like, stop all that. And I was dressing differently. And so, it was, um, so, you know, like, Pitt got, like, new building. So, it was a whole, I mean, I, f- I feel like it was, the moment to change because like everything was new mm-hmm. so I was just like oh I need to like um, 
you know, have straight A's because I need, I want to graduate. Mm. So, um, so freshman Friday came because it was the beginning of the new year, and uh, the security guards were like getting pretty strict. And so I took my so um, my sister got married at 18. So it, that's a whole different story that I might share uh, another day. Um, that actually like broke me inside and. Like my whole family went through a heart heart moment because of that, but that's just a different thing. Um, so, uh, my sister got married, and my brother-in-law has a nephew, right? So he he was a freshman, and we were just playing around, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna dump you and whatever." As a freshman Friday, and then the security guard came, and it just started like going off on me. I was just like, "What the heck?" And back then, I just had a lot of anger, and I just started shouting and and. And I was just like, whatever. But my friends just pulled me to the side. Just like, cool off. It's just not worth it. So we just we just went away. And um, so that was a, a female security guard. And then her husband came and started like going off on me. I w- since I was a guy, I'm like, I can I can start swinging now. But I was so angry. I'm not gonna lie. There was like five um, five of my friends were holding me back because I was just ready to just start swinging. And and after that, um, they just went, and then the cops came, Whoa. and now and then I got arrested because I was saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna beat what? you outside," and I'm like, "How am I gonna get blamed when she was the one that started the whole the whole situation?" Mm. I got arrested, and uh, Mr. Whitmire, the principal, was just like, "Oh, gee, man, he's still there." Uh, he was just <laughs> like, "I mean, that guy knows my family because I was just a troublemaker," but um. He was like, you know what? This is a new campus, a new, like a new beginning. We're not gonna tolerate all this, so you're gonna get expelled. I was just like, oh, whatever. And then, but I kind of got sad because I'm like, all oh, my friends and whatever. So I got kicked to Riverside, mm-hmm. and that's a whole different chapter. Um, since we're not longing like claiming anything, uh, my friends were forcing me to smoke. And I was like, no, I'm good because, no, that's from the devil. I don't want to go to hell. Because even though I was doing bad things, I knew that it was going to lead me to hell, right? Mm. So my my friends were keeps telling me, come on and smoke, smoke. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. I smoke. Um, I'm like, okay, it's not bad. And then I did a second time and then, like, a different time. Uh, I smoke. I'm like, okay, I'm getting hang of it. And then the third time, we, we after, since Riverside, we were get out like at 12. I used to tell my friends I got a three, so I had three hours to just do whatever, right? Um, so um, we went to my friend's house, and that's where my life changed. So um, I ate uh, like wheat brownies. I I smoked. I used a bong. I just like I was smoking like if I was just like a pothead, right? When I got out of that house, I felt like bro, I'm in the moon or something because everything was just so light. Um, and I'm like, but dang, my parents are going to find out. And I know my, how, how my dad is. Mm-hmm. So I call my, my my friend and I'm like, hey, how can I make this go away fast? Because I don't want my, my parents to find out. And she's like, just take a cold shower and it should be fine. <laughs> I went to the shower. I kid you not. Just I feel like the water just hit my head. My heart was just pounding so fast. I was just like, what the heck? And the first thing that came to my mind was just like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die, and I don't want to go to hell, you know? Like, even though I was just in all of this, I know that I was just going to go there. And then I just ran off, and I was like, 
And my mom saw me and was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, and I confessed. I'm like, mom, I've been smoking. I, I don't know what's happening. My heart is just being so fast. And then my mom, see, when my mom just gets mad, instead of saying, like, are you okay? She just starts going off, you know, like, I told you not to do this. I told you not to do this. And I'm like, it just happened. It just, I needed, you know, and I'm like, mom, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. So my mom took me to the hospital. And I feel like she was going super slow because my, everything was just going fast. I don't know what happened. It was just, everything was just going fast. And um, when we got to the hospital, um, I don't know. Now it's funny, but at the moment I was just like, you know, I had I had a theory that when you go to a hospital, somebody dies, and then like, like a baby is born, so like they take their place of the people oh. that died, <laughs> right? Oh God. So you watched too many movies, <laughs> yeah. right? So, so the, there was a pregnant lady there. I'm like, for sure I'm dying. For sure I'm dying. <laughs> wow. And then I mean, I, I just felt so bad. I was just, I don't know. Sure. I, I I don't know what happened. It's just, um. So I got there, right? The doctors are doing so some like chest rays and like uh, it was just doing so different tests and and I was just like I I remember I was laying down and I'm like God please this is the last time I, I promise if you let me live I'm just gonna live for you I'm just gonna surrender and actually start working for your glory and um and then it's just and the nurse came in and he, she was like I don't think you're having a heart attack because you're too young and um. So I just, I was praying, and um, and then, yeah, and um, when we got out, I don't know what happened. I just, um, everything, I felt, started feeling normal, and my heart just started getting stable, and everything was just getting normal. And then my parents came into the room, and they were like, you know what the doctors told me? I'm like, what? If you were to come here, like a second later, you would have died. Wow. I was just like, that's you, God. And, and then, yeah. and then for a whole week, I was having like a, I don't know, like a backlash, like it, the same feeling was coming every, every day. Wow. So I was going to the ER for a whole straight week, going to the, and it's just, it felt like really bad. Um, and then and uh, my grandpa died. I was really close to my to my grandpa. He, like, to this day, I, I sometimes when I'm, you know, praying, I'm like, God, why? He was just someone that, it was such a blessing to my life, but um, it was just, it was just bad. And and to this to this moment, I can say that I mean I'm not perfect. I have I have a lot of mistakes I still I've made, but um, I've I've kept my promise. I feel like I kept my promise that even though a lot of situations has um, happened, I'm still here at church serving. Um, obviously, like I said, um, I feel like I can do better, but um, God can see. I mean, my relationship with God is different. I see him as a father, not as a Lord. Because before I used to pray like, Lord, um, thank you for this day. But I'm not saying it's a bad prayer, but I'm saying like when I pray, Father God, like Father help me th doing this. I feel like my connection with God is different because I see him as a father now. Mm -hmm. And when I sin, I'm like, God, please, you know that I'm weak. Um, I did this or I'm doing that. And just to this moment, I mean, everything that has happened to me is... Like, even to this day, my health is not perfect. And and then my dad is like, maybe you're going to be like, um, who was it? Uh, uh, the apostle. Paul. Yeah, correct, Paul. And they're like, that's it. Because every time I started doing something bad, mm -hmm. um, uh, God kind of reminds me of uh, how the promise that I made. Mm -hmm. 
and kind of like makes me go back to how I, like uh, what I was doing. As a father does, yes. So exactly. So I'm like, okay, God, what's next? I'm just tired of uh, not having like perfect health, but now I'm just started to li- like to live, not not just to survive, to actually live. Amen. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of like oh how I just went through like the whole the whole my my whole testimony and. I usually share it no more. Um, at first, when I accepted Christ, um, I I accepted Christ when I was 18, 17. When all, all this, all, everything happened was when I was 17. Um, and I was on fire, and, like, the church where I was, there was not many youth. So kind of like my fire kind of, like, going away until, like, I went to a different church, and then everything just started going up again. Question. So for those who are listening, who have that same voice and that same conviction, that's like, oh, don't do that because I don't want to go to hell. Like, what would your advice be to them? Because, I mean, like, even for myself, like, for a second, I was being wild and, like, smoking and stuff. But literally, like, I'd hear my heart beating hecka fast, and I'm like, Jesus, please don't let me die right now on my sin. Like, I just start freaking out. So what would you say to them? You know, what would your advice be? Because I feel like a lot of times we could ignore that and just be like, no, but we're going to be fine, but then we're freaking out. And it doesn't make us feel good, you know? So what would you say? I mean, that's kind of hard because – I feel that you have to know why there's like that voice telling you not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you before you do something, you should have to see like the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. If something bad, like y- like we usually tend to know like this is the outcome when I'm gonna do this, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't think of what if it goes wrong. So when when we feel like I shouldn't do this, it's because the, you know that it's a possibility that something might go wrong. Mm-hmm. So why go to like that fear of going it wrong? Just avoid that, you know. I mean, there's a different ways to have fun and be safe mm-hmm. at the same time. So I feel like if someone is going through the same situation, they should just be like, "Is it worth it? Is it worth like all the trouble? Is it like?" worth having that fear or anxiety because everything just comes together into and i know it's just like the spiritual battle that you go through but um if 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 you feel like you're still gonna give in just like you know that god is your father and he's gonna give you the strength to overcome whatever you're struggling with i have a second question yes (laughs) okay my second question is for those who are listening who actually are like serving in a church or do go to a church and their youth and they also don't have like a lot of youth there what would your encouragement be to them so that they don't lose that fire to be honest um He's i know like my, switch churches uh, just to kidding. my dad like my dad is not gonna <laughs> like my answer okay so i hopefully he's not listening to right, right now <laughs> i was kidding um i grew up like i said in the church was didn't have a lot of youth but i have a lot of friends to within different churches so I love visiting other churches. Um, I feel like God called a church, not just the church, right? Yeah. So I feel like we were able to go and visit. Like if there's like events, go ahead and, and, and be like, it's going to be a blessing. If it's going to be a blessing to your life and to your spiritual life, then you should go. That's my. That's how I started uh, seeing things like, okay, my church is not having activities. Then I can go, I can go this. I always told my pastor, you know what? I'm going to do this because I don't want it to be like, oh, he's trying to leave the church or something like that. I was honest with my pastor. Like, okay, I'm going to go this. I'm going to do this. And 
I mean, it, you're having fun in a in a good way, but also it's just your your spiritual life is getting like matured because of all this uh, events and people are speaking to your life. The only thing I'm I'm kind of like hesitant is that when you do that, there's you tend to listen to other people and their ideas. Mm -hmm. So then you're you're gonna start questioning, like, what if I was wrong when I'm believing? You know, mm -hmm. that's the only fear that my dad has. You know, used to tell me, but I'm like. I'll pray about it, and I mean, I just, I feel like you're able to hang out with other people that are not just within your church, but other outside the church, and just, you know, have that fire. If you, there's no youth, then your friends from the other church just start getting, you know, like a, like a prayer or, or reading the Bible or something like that. Last question. Thumb <laughs> <laughs> thumb. So, so, <laughs> so my last question is, um, so what if a youth actually does want to leave their church so what would your wisdom be to them because that's like a really hard decision and a hard process mm -hmm. to go through actually I, I went through that like two three years ago um i would say the first thing obviously is pray because um something that i learned is that there's seasons to for you to be in a church and there's a season for you to go and be a blessing to a different church mm -hmm. um i feel like the season where I was, like the church where I was, was coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And when you have to pray, because sometimes it's your emotions or your feelings like, oh, um, there's girls over there. Oh, there's more <laughs> attractions, so like doing all this. Because mm -hmm. that was one one thing that I used to look at when I was going to a church. But one thing is, is it going to be a blessing if I move to a different church? If it's going to affect my spiritual life or my family? Because mm -hmm. when I move... Um, I've always been close to my family, and now that my family, we don't come to the same church, but we have still a good, healthy relationship because we talk, we pray together, mm -hmm. and we came to a conclusion that, yeah, it was God's um, will for me to move, and that's the, the most crucial part. It's God's will, not yours. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And i just like to add, for those of you who, like, aren't close-knit with your family and you just feel alone when it comes to, like, making that decision, like, everybody and their mom was just like, no, you shouldn't do it. Like, my advice to you is to really listen and take heed to the voice of God. Like, because there is going to be all these other voices and it can get confusing and just yeah. like a huge mess. But overall, like, is that what God is telling you? Because if it's a yes, then he's going to show you like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to silence all those other voices. Like, you don't have to worry about it. Just be obedient to me. So, yeah. Yeah. And just, I think also just being real with, with yourself about like the motive right like of why yeah. you want to move like i think that's a big one um when we're making decisions in our emotions and not really being prayerful about it like oh that church looks more cool or yeah i just feel like we can base it a lot off of, like how how this church looks like or this and that and then you know we kind of just end up being distracted and mm -hmm. and and it's not it doesn't grow your relationship with god yeah. Like, is God's presence there? Like, is yes. it biblically sound? Like, right, like, yeah. are they learning? preaching the word of God? Yeah. Or, you know, are they just doing, like, feel-good <laughs> preachings kind of thing, like, really being prayerful and about it? Something I kind of want to back up um, because it's interesting to me that three of us out of the four of us that are here grew up in the church, <laughs> oh, yeah. and we were actually very deserted from the church, even though we were physically going every week. Yeah. So... I guess it's like a rhetorical question, but like, how does that happen? Like, mm -hmm. how do we grow up in the church and you're in a gang? I'm, you know, I'm 
playing the drums i'm up on this freaking stage and <laughs> and i'm and like i'm not living god godly right or or you you just felt very alone but you're going up in the church and i and i'm asking this rhetorically because there's so many more people out there that feel like the, you know that that feel alone and and they're kind of going to go through the motions because their parents want them to go but like uh. once they're graduate they're out like they're gonna do you know so excuse me why like why does that happen like how did we get here how did we get here i feel like it has to do with relationship with god um and the reason why because when i started playing the drums or was active at church um it's because i love music but sometimes we tend to do it because the passion we have for music and not for God. So yeah. sometimes when we put our minds or 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 um, our goals in different ministries, because ministry can be a distraction, not a blessing. So if you put it like like you said, I was you were playing drums, but why were you playing drums? Yeah. B- because you you love the music or because you wanted to um, serve God. So sometimes when you go to church, doesn't mean that you have a relationship with God. Yeah. It means that just you're doing something you like, like, like doing it, and know that your parents are gonna allow you to go, and not having like all these uh, rules that oh you have to be here at a certain time. Because mm-hmm. when I was serving God, that was the only way for my parents for me to go out because they knew that where I w- where I was was a safe zone. And sometimes I feel like going answering your question is our focus is not God. We're just doing ministries because that's something we love doing. Maybe uh, music, we can be photography, can be media. Like, there's different things that we can be like doing it, but that's not necessarily mean we're doing it for the Lord. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Um, how did we get here? <laughs> how did we get here? Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of us, like, you know, we grew up in the church, and I feel like um, my parents, like, would bring me to Sunday school, but I never really believed those stories. Mm. I feel like, um, when you don't believe, when you think it's a fairy tale, it's gonna stay a fairy tale, because it's not really true, true, but until you actually believe it, and you have faith in it, is when you, like, realize that these stories were true, that Jesus did walk on this earth, and that he does have a plan for your life, so, yeah. yeah, Something else, too, just, like, to top that off, is, like, um how you know how is our how are we understanding salvation and what that actually means especially as growing up in the church um it kind of ends up being a workspace thing and that's not salvation at all because when it is about that and it's not it makes it about us and not about jesus right when it's about works and so i think about like um you know how how at least this is how i was just like had a distorted view about what choosing to get baptized really meant and so I think about like how many youth um, that are kind of going through the motions and going to church and don't really have like they've chosen, you know, praise God, they've chosen to get baptized, but um, they don't really have the right understanding of salvation. Like, hey, like it's what Jesus did for you, not what not it's not anything you can do. It's what Jesus did already did for us. Right. And that and that his love is not dependent on your attendance it's not dependent on how many ministries you're working in Correct. you know it's not dependent on how good you are or how much you read your bible today or or you know oh you memorized the you know what i mean like it's yeah. not and, and we can giggle but it very much becomes like that in our head sometimes like you know this shame comes upon you like when you're like oh i didn't do this today but something that i've learned as of you know truly understanding salvation at that point is that when i willingly you know, because I desire to 
want Jesus and seek him yeah. out of that is when the natural, like the natural fruit comes. Like now I want to serve because I love Jesus so much and I want to seek him. And he's so good to me that without even thinking about it twice, I want to play the drums for him. I, you know, I want to, you know, do this ministry. I want to do this because I want to serve him, not because um, someone told me to do it or because let me look the part, you know, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I feel like it goes back to the basics, like salvation, you know, did you get the right, um, were you preached the right salvation message, you know, like, yeah, correct. Yeah. I just want to ask something. And, uh, this is like an answer from, from the Bible. It says in Job 42, five, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen with you with my own eyes. Sometimes mm. we just hear, yeah. but we don't experience God. Sometimes, so we have an encounter with God. That's when we're like, okay, God, you're real. Then um, the, the real reason I'm going to do this is because I, I know who you are. I know that you're real with me. I know that whatever has happened before, you're still going to help me overcome all this. That's, that, I'm sorry. You want to go? Oh, okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's good because um, I was reading in Romans and, and it's when he's talking about like the Israelites and he was saying like, oh, yeah, like the Israelites, they they know God. Yeah. You know, they have all these um, festivities for him. They have all these traditions. They know this God. You know, they they believe he's God and this and that. That doesn't mean that they believe in their need and, you know, salvation from Christ. Yeah. That's, you know, that that's where that thing is like we're hearing like they hear the word of God. Right. All the time. They have it on their foreheads. Yeah. <laughs> but like. But they're not, um, they don't believe in Jesus and, and that they need saving, you know, the truly knowing that, which yeah. is, which is, a, I mean, it's a big difference. And it still falls into like nowadays enough, like, okay, you know about him, but like, do you know about him for yourself or you're just kind of like, yeah, I feel like it, it. it's uh, nowadays it's just more complicated because you hear about God in every corner, you know, like they're preaching about, oh, God is coming. Yeah. But our actions have pushed other people go like instead of we're saying one thing but with our actions are saying another saying thing. Another thing. So other people are like, Why bother go to church? Mm. If there if a guy that was in the corner was just doing all this, you know. Mm. Um You were just talking about how our actions don't always line up with our words. And so I just wanna stop and like really take a moment for those of you who are listening who have been like hurt by the church or you know, mm. you're an unbeliever and you're like, I've encountered Christians and they're just horrible people. Mm. Like, we just want to stop and just ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Because yes. I know that the reason why there's so many people who don't believe in God is because we're supposed to be that reflection, like the light, the salt in the earth. And we don't always do a great job at reflecting that. And so we just want to represent. Right. Yeah. So we just want to ask for your forgiveness, you know, and yeah, just so apologize sorry, yeah. and say, like, we are, we are yeah. truly sorry. And like, we just pray that you know, not just the four of us, but that, um, just our brothers and sisters in Christ, like that we would, that you would give us another chance and that you would like allow us to show yeah. you who Jesus truly is, you know, cause he's, he's amazing. Um, and he is love. So yeah. Yeah. Something that kind of, I just came to my mind is that it's, it's amazing how Gandhi was saying that he, he wanted to know God, like the, the, the God of the Christians that we, like the one we preach, um, he's like, it's wonderful, but they're Christians, like their followers are not worth like getting closer with that God. Because sometimes he was saying like the God that we were they always talk about, it's great. But like us, we were just doing so many things that people are just pushing other people not to come. And yeah, like we're sorry. We, I mean, 
even though we come to church, we're not perfect. We're not saints. Yeah. That's one thing that we need to change our perspective. People that come to church are the ones that need um, a, a change, need a salvation. They need mm. to be saved because that's why we come every single day. Because throughout the yeah. week, we, 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 we fail, we sin, but we know that God is the answer for, for us to keep going and yeah. we have hope. And I just want to add, just add one little thing. I feel like the relationship that Christians have with who God is really reflects, like, on their character. Like, yeah. are they, like, their relationship with Jesus is close. That's why they act like Jesus. That's why they're, that's why they're their hands and feet. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't know who Jesus is, and if you don't have a relationship with him, that really reflects because you're in the world and you're acting like the world. So you're yeah. giving yourself a label that you really aren't living out Correct. and you're not really yeah. having your relationship with Jesus. So right. that's you're what I felt. claiming something but not reflecting it. Yeah. yeah. I just think you guys, I know it's been long. I don't know how long it's been. But um, <laughs> I, I feel like um, our our testimonies are can be a blessing to other people, you know? Yeah. Because um, it's just showing that even though we are serving here at church, We've gone through our shares of pain, our sorrows, um, but we till this moment we can say that God is faithful, yeah. God is good, and that He has a purpose, and He has a purpose for you guys too. Amen. Yeah. Yes, Amen. All right, fam. Thank you for joining us. Um, God bless y'all, and we're excited to have y'all back on the next episode. Bye. Breaking bread. Breaking bread. Yeah. <laughs>